Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tech Talk is underway. Doug Swinhart is in studio. And if you're having a problem with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. 651-989-9226. 989-9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. A big story today. British Airways has canceled flights in uh, two major airports in Great Britain, including Heathrow uh, today, uh, because of a major computer outage. And, and we've seen these from time to time. And you can imagine how complex an airline's computer network is. Handling all the ticketing, uh, flight plans, you name it, uh, goes into this sort of thing. We we saw major problems uh, for other airlines in recent months and computer outages and computer problems. Um, what, what's your read on this, Doug? Could it could it be hackers? Could it be because we we're we're so paranoid know about the uh, ransomware and and other problems. What's going on, you think? I am absolutely amazed every time I hear about a network of this size going down. Networks of this size are normally built with at least two separate levels of redundancy. So when we hear about these things going down, there had to be some kind of a chain of events to take one network down, a second network down, and possibly even a third network down. I would hate to comment that it was hackers, but I, I just, in my mind, I, I know how, how hard system administrators work, especially when they require 99.999% uptime, like an airline or a medical. And I'm, I'm always just amazed when this takes place. I, I'd hate to think that it was hackers because if, if they're getting into one level, they're getting into all three. And we, we should point out that uh, the company told CBS News there was no evidence of a cyber attack. But uh, once again, uh, these systems. And, and it goes to show how reliant we are oh. on these computer networks. We, we've talked time to time about banking and how people rely on their credit cards or their debit cards and so on and so forth. Um, some folks never carry cash. Um, and, and you you, you got to wonder just overall how reliant our society is on these computer networks. It's absolutely mind-boggling. And, you know, no matter what you do, none of us get to live in a world that's absolutely perfect as hard as we try. Yeah. Uh, and computers is a prime example of this. Uh, the people in this industry, they, they strive to the nth degree to make certain that they run and they're stable and they're consistent, just on and on and on. So it's, yeah, to me, it's absolutely, it's mind boggling, the amount of things that have, well, I expected the internet to be what it was, but I never thought it would be in my lifetime when it first started. 
I, I never would have dreamt that we were getting content and TV and telephone and I not within my lifetime. I saw it coming maybe two, three generations down the road, but it accelerated so quickly. Yeah, movies on demand. I mean, whatever you want, entertainment-wise. Absolutely. On demand, 24-7. Well, see, and then when you combine the entertainment factor with the marketing factor, and then, of course, the reliability factor, and then the utilities, yeah, it's it's an enormous, enormous event. And you have to wonder where we're going to be in five years or ten years. You bet. Some interesting things to note with networking. We've often talked about how a cable network or a cable computer will always run faster on the internet. However, the Wi-Fi now is starting to change. I had a new laptop in several weeks ago and the speed on the Wi-Fi was phenomenal. I mean, it just absolutely blew my mind. So there could be a day where the Wi-Fi actually will run faster than a cable. Not here yet, but I, I foresee that coming. All right, let's give people some tips. And this has been a theme for weeks now, and we've talked about it really for years, how to avoid scams real quickly. Just at the top of the program, we harp on backups and that sort of thing. But uh, I, I think for a while now we should talk, how should people avoid getting scammed? Number one, someone calls on the telephone and say, they're from Dell, they're from HP, they're from Microsoft, and they're there to help. Beware. Absolute nonsense. And if you really want to find out who they are, say, wait a second. You mean to tell me you can see my computer right now? Oh, yeah. So, and you're from Microsoft. Oh, yeah. What's my IP address? If they can't give you your IP address, your external IP address, there's no way that they're going to, there's no way Microsoft or Dell or HP is looking at your computer. There's no way. All right. So, number one, you get a call. That is beware. That oh. should set up. Yeah, yeah, I can almost guarantee signs. it's a scam. I, right. you know, well, and where'd you get my telephone number? They never want to answer that either. Where'd you get my name? Some people have called my house. They know my name, Steve. How about that? Where'd you get my name? How did you connect that to? Well, I can see it on your Windows computer. Well, that's cute, except I don't have a Windows computer running right now. I All I am running is, is Linux. And as soon as you say the word Linux, bang, phone hangs up. All right. A couple other things. Emails, email attachments. Be very wary of that, um, especially emails coming in from a bank looking for personal info or, or a credit card company. Those types of things. Be very wary of that as well. I saw one last week as well that was it, it had come to an individual who had just recently applied for Social Security, and the email wanted him to to verify his social security number. Mm. I said, don't you dare. Uh, under no sir, if you're questioning it, jump in the car and drive down to the social security office. Or, they're or, not going to ask. Them. Yeah, they're not going to ask you to send your social security number in an email. It's well come to find out they were using the social security administration logo. Uh the domain name was off. Who knows who it was? But I think at, at this particular point, boomers got to be aware that somebody might be collecting your Social Security and you don't want to let that happen. You're just emails. If you get an attachment and you go to open that attachment, make sure you know where it's from, especially a Word doc or a spreadsheet. Macros can be built into those that will just take off and start processing. Very critical. Just use some caution. Use some care. Common sense. 
And we have to be a little bit more skeptical. If you see something that looks like your bank, read the domain name. It may say something something.com, but right before the dot in the com better be that normal bank domain name. U.S. Banks, Wells Fargo, uh, Anchor Bank, whatever it is, watch that domain name. They they cannot spoof that domain name if it's owned by the bank or the financial institution. And on top of that, if you have any questions or concern, take the time to call the number on the back of your credit card or on the back of your debit card and find out for sure. Or do a quick Google search to see if it's legit. You, you, you can't be too careful when it comes to this sort of stuff. Great advice. The, the thing is... Is like we always say, when in doubt, don't. Do no. some research. We, we really have to be a little more skeptical than we were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and certainly 20 years ago. Because yeah. the scammers are really getting good. I Absolutely. Mean, it, uh, They're professional at extracting dollars is what they are. All right, we're going to the phone lines momentarily. First, let's get to a couple of texts. Uh, first text in today. Uh, hi, Doug. In Outlook, Windows 10, is there a way to delete all accumulated incoming email at one time, like with deleted messages and trash? Is there any way you can do kind of one fell swoop and clean it all up? You can do a Control-A and shade them, and then just right-click and delete. But I believe in the later versions of Outlook, if you do a Control-A, you have to mark them all as red first. So it appears that you've read it already. Uh, I'm not certain why you'd ever want to do that, especially if you've got your email set up as web-based or IMAP, because that's actually not being saved on your computer. And Steve, you and I have spent a lot of time talking about the difference between POP3 and IMAP or web-based mail. And everybody should have their mail set up web-based. In other words, IMAP, I-M-A-P. And if you're not sure what that is, Open up a Google search box and type in P-O-P, the number three, space, V-S for versus, space, capital I, capital M, capital A, capital P. And you will. there's an enormous amount of information guiding you on how to and why. That's absolutely key. All right, here's another one from the text line at 81807. I installed a new SSD drive, attempted to load Windows 10, but cannot get uh, an ASUS to boot from a USB or DVD. What could be going on here? That can be an issue. you got to get into the BIOS. Most ASUS computers, while it's booting, if you're tapping F2, you can get in. If this computer started out as a Windows 8 machine, you have to boot into your BIOS from Windows. That can get a little bit tricky. Again, there's an enormous amount of information on the Internet regarding this. Sometimes you have to go into the BIOS, the setup, basic input-output system setup menu, and you have to shut off the where it's connecting to a, a product key for a Windows product key. And it's going to take some some gerrymandering, if, if I may, to, to make this happen. If you have some trouble with that, give me a call and I'll help you with it. It can be a little bit complex. But it's doable. Absolutely is doable. All right, here are the numbers again. Text 81807. That's 81807. We have a couple of phone lines open at 651-989-9226. We have a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Ryan and Paul 
on the phone lines in a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is Tech Talk. Saturday is between 1 and 2 o'clock here on CCO. You're always welcome to call or text 651-989-9226, or you can text 81807. That is 81807. We'll be going to the text line shortly, but first, some calls. Let's go to Ryan in Bloomington. Ryan, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Hi, Ryan. Do we got you? Yes, you do. Thank you. I'm embarrassed because after all the warnings from you, I got suckered in. Well, listen, before you get too carried away with that, I want to make sure you understand that these people are professionals. It's very easy. I I don't want you to feel that way. So where are you at right now with this thing? Well, I was on the computer. I clicked on a website, and suddenly the computer froze. Everything, I mean, froze. The keyboard, no mouse, and a large picture of prone on my screen with a message, do not do this, do not do that, do not do that, do not shut off your machine, call Microsoft, and gave me the number to call. I didn't know what to do. I thought, well, I don't want to shut it off. It might destroy it. So I called that number. That was a big mistake. Yeah. Um, did, did, did you, did, when did this take place? Can I ask, Ryan? Yes, this week. It was either Monday or Tuesday. Did you give him a credit card number? No, no credit card number. Good. But what he did, he told me to hold down Alt and the key R and type in. I'll give you what he told me to type in. T-E-X-P-L-O-R-E space www.123resce.net. Right. Right. So, so what's was, going on there, Doug? He, he, he was actually guiding you using Windows Explorer, not Internet Explorer, a command line. He was guiding you to open up a web page to connect to a remote control piece of software so he could gain access to your computer. Uh, depending on where you're at at this point, I want you to give me a call. I have a, I, I am on a mission to put these people out of business. So whatever it takes, we're going to get you cleared up. Uh, and Steve and I will give you my number and contact information at the end of, of today's broadcast. So, uh, but yeah, and feel free to shut off your computer. You're not going to lose any data. Um, if he's connected currently at the very least, Unplug your cable or disconnect from the Internet so they have no more access to your machine. And we'll definitely get you taken care of, Ryan. And, I'm, I'm, again, you can't feel ignorant because it, it, huh, I'd like to have 25 cents for every person that's been so-called suckered in. The reason that honest people believe people is because, well, we're honest and we listen. We're trusting. But that doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It's not you. We'll get this thing taken care of for you, I promise. All right, and this guy happened to just be on the Internet, and the screen popped up and kind of locked up his computer, and there's a number that pops up that you're supposed to call. What do people do if they get to that screen or, or get that out of the blue? Close out of the browser immediately. That's coming from within the browser. 99% of the time when that happens, that website has been infected with some kind of a virus and it's connecting to your PC via Microsoft client file and print sharing. 
once you're on that on that website, you become a part of their network. Now, I want to make it perfectly clear that webmasters around the planet are working feverishly to make certain that their websites are clean. However, if something sneaks in like a worm virus, it can actually take over two, 3,000 computers in several minutes. And, and, and until they catch it and clean up that site, it can be an, a, a severe issue. In addition to that, in Ryan's case, for example, that virus or malware could have been laying on his computer possibly for a year, possibly for two years. And all of a sudden, through a series of keystrokes, it just opens up and rears its ugly head. There's really no way to tell exactly where it came from unless we had a, a team of 100 people and endless dollars to do the research. The big thing is is to fix it, get your computer cleaned up, and prevent it from ever happening again. That's your best approach. All right, so you get that, don't call them. All right, let's go to Paul. In Minneapolis, Paul, you're on the air. Hey, guys, thanks. Appreciate uh, the weekend information on Tech Talk here. Absolutely. Hey, I, I have a old Dell Latitude DA20 that runs XP. It's been really good to me. It's been very, very stable. But now, it uh, periodically, some of the keys don't work, particularly the TY key and the left shift. Uh, and also, periodically, some of the numeric keys uh, don't work. Any ideas what's going on? Uh, you know, I like these old these old honeys. You may want to jump on eBay and put in your exact make and model of the computer and keyboard. They're not that difficult to replace the keyboard. Now, with the age of this machine, you're going to have to use a little caution because you don't want to spend much. But I'll bet money you can pick up a keyboard for $20 or less. I've seen them as low as 3 bucks. If all it is is a keyboard, pop that baby in and you're rocking and rolling. And in addition to that, if you wanted to do it yourself, you could go to a Google search box, put in your make and model, plus how to replace keyboard. You can probably download a Dell service manual, give you step-by-step instructions on how to do it if you want to do it yourself. They're not difficult to work with. Now, if you buy a keyboard for 10 bucks and you get that baby in there and you have the same issue, then it's motherboard. I don't think that I would really be looking to replace the motherboard on that unit. I hope that helps, and thank you so much for the call, and, and have a good weekend. All right, very good. Uh, thanks, Paul, for the call. By the way, we have uh, some phone lines open right now at 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. From our text line at 81807, uh, I want to delete Kaspersky antivirus. What should I go with? Yeah, well, if you're running Windows 7, I'm highly going to recommend Bitdefender. I love that program. And even though you might download the free version and you can have it for free forever, I'm going to suggest to you that after six months or a year, you do yourself and Bitdefender a favor and buy it. It's like 30 bucks for a year. It's not expensive. I think Bitdefender may not be the prettiest, doesn't have all kinds of color, but it's real, real low resource, lays down in the corner and just does its job. If you have Windows 10... I don't think you need anything other than Windows Defender. I think it's going to be fine for you. If you have anything, Windows 8, 
I'm going to say Bitdefender one more time. Although Windows Defender in 8 seems to be holding primarily quite stable. Um, If you're below Windows 7, you've got some issues. You're going to end up buying a commercial package. I know that you can still get a commercial package from Avira for for Vista. And I think certain parts of the world can get Avira for XP. But I think you have to be in the U.K., Uh, Interesting, interesting concept. All right, we've got to uh, run to a break. We have the weather and then more tech talk. Here are the numbers again. Text 81807, 81807, or call 651-989-9226. It's Tech Talk on a Saturday at CCO. It is Tech Talk each and every Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock. Doug Swinhart is in studio today. We invite your calls, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. Quick follow-up to a call or a text we had before the break, and it's a follow-up on Windows Defender. Uh, the text simply says, how reliable is Windows Defender? In 10, it's doing a tremendous job. Okay. Uh, even if it's running invisible, it's uh, it's doing a great job in, in 10. Microsoft has taken the position, I think, a much stronger position with Windows 10 protecting their operating system. They've gotten a lot of flack for this over the years, and some of it's rightfully so. But with, with Windows 10, I really, really haven't seen much issue at all. And, in fact, this ransomware that recently came out Windows Defender was one of the first to come out with a preventative step. That, to me, is impressive. So the team at Microsoft that's taking care of Windows Defender is doing a great job. Great job. All right. Uh, here's uh, kind of a tough one. I bought a Dell Venue tablet preloaded with Windows Office 2013. I reset the tablet but can't find my product key for Office does Dell keep these keys on file? No. Hopefully, when you registered it, you created a, an account at Microsoft. You should be able to go to Microsoft Office, and there's a whole section in there where you're going to log on with the same email and password that you used to register that product. If you did, you can download it, and that will give you your key. That should do it. If it doesn't, that's an issue. And good luck with you if you can't get it through the Microsoft account because they'll point you right back to Dell, and Dell will point you right back to Microsoft, and you'll be in this virtual circle. Yeah. Um, Any tips on hanging on to that stuff, those product keys? Well, I'm really not a big believer in Office, so if this was my customer, I'd say, listen, how about if we just push this off to the side and I'll download and install LibreOffice Suite for you? You have all the bells and whistles, maybe not quite so much pretty, but you can have it free of charge. And after you're really happy with it, send LeBray 10, 15, 20 bucks and tell them thank you. How do you find LeBray? LibreOffice.org. L I B R E O F F I C E dot O R G. And this is legit. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, it's open source Office. It's you got Open Office and you've got Libre. Libre is my choice. At take a look at it, and you can have that on a computer. Even it can exist 
at the exact same time with Office, Microsoft Office. Yeah, and try won't it interfere out. at all. Try it out. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Michelle in Spring Lake Park. Michelle, you're on the air. Hi, I just wanted to ask what your opinion is of those uh, uh, fix-it sticks that you can use to rid your computer of viruses. I've only seen one about four years ago, and it looked to me, at the one that I saw, they were downloading a whole bunch of free software, putting it on a USB stick, and selling it. I think everything that's on there is available on the net. Now, the one advantage is is that the one I saw, it did put you through a sequence that did seem to kind of make sense. But all this information is on the Internet. Uh, The big thing is, is if you understand the difference between random access memory and hard drive storage, most of this maintenance things are all available. CCleaner is right there, which is going to be 80% of optimizing your system. Um, OzLogic. For a disk defragmenter, A-U-S-L-O-G-I-C. And all these things can be located and downloaded at MajorGeeks.com. Major Geeks is a file depository that just does a tremendous job. You can actually run searches in their search box and find almost anything you need. If not free, a trial version. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. All right. Uh, good call. And by the way, if phone lines are open right now, I know it's a holiday weekend, but... Now's a great time to be able to chat with Doug, 651-989-9226. That's uh, 651-989-9226. We get this call from time to time, and we get it in a text form today. We're getting a new computer. What's the best way to transfer everything from our old to the new? I I really like uh, Google Drive, and I would also suggest this would be a tremendous time for you to Think about investing in an external hard drive. You go to the old computer, plug in your external hard drive, use Windows Explorer. Open Windows Explorer twice. Once for the source, once for the target. Right-click, copy from the source, right-click, paste to the target. Do it manual, and it will all go smooth. Piece of cake. If you use Google Drive, you send it up to the cloud before you shut off the old machine. But here again, I'm going to say, this is a perfect time for you to think about that backup. Think about copies and possibly invest another $60, $70, $80. Hard drives based, Steve, you and I say it all the time, cheap, cheap, cheap. Almost dirt cheap. Oh, they're just disgusting. I, I was in Best Buy the other day, saw a two terabit for 59 bucks. Oh. Two terabit. You, how can you go wrong? More more storage than you'll ever need. Oh, probably you and half your neighborhood. I I do every day. I take machines that have a terabit drive and put a hundred and twenty gig SSD drive in, and they still got space left over. And the computer's eight years old. So yeah, people don't realize the amount of space they really have. So yeah, this would be a great time to do that. Organize, reorganize, sort your data. Get it all cleaned up when you put it on the new one and rock and roll. Yeah, and I wanna I wanna delve into the word everything. You don't need to move everything. Oh, good point. Over. Um data, photos, uh docs, that sort of thing. And and you hit the nail on the head. Go through this stuff before you drag it over to your new machine. You might have duplicates of photos that you don't need to move over. I mean, 
love the dog, but how many photos of the dog do you need? Exactly. You know, especially if it's the same photo. Exactly. But the, the list goes on and on. Weed that stuff out. Do a little cleanup. Take some time. Maybe it's going to rain on Monday. Might be a good day to clean up that computer. Absolutely. And, you know, Microsoft Windows does a pretty nice job of organizing your data, even without your help. If you open up your personal folder for each individual logon or user, you're going to see the separation of documents, music, photos, videos, and so on and so forth. You can just take the contents of each one of those folders. Now, in music, you're going to have to use some caution. If you've installed iTunes, iTunes puts a ton of stuff in there that you don't need. You're going to want the actual music, nothing more. So what you're looking for is data, strictly data. If there's anything to do with programs, you might want to take a little time and do some research. But like I say, this is a perfect, perfect opportunity to clean house. And sooner or later, you're going to have to do it. Once you go through it the first time, it's always the most difficult. Every time after that, it gets easier and quicker. Take my word for it. It's well, well worth the time to do it. All right. Uh, here's uh, another good one. Uh, we harp on backups. Uh, what is the best method to automatically back up my computer without slowing it down? If I needed an automatic backup, I would absolutely be looking at, at mosey.com or Carbonite. I think these two services for the five, six bucks a month, they're really the way to go. And we talked a couple weeks ago about the ransomware getting in and actually affecting an automatic backup. Both Carbonite and Mosey keep multiple images of what you're saving. When you set up with these guys... They will give you an opportunity of what you want them to back up and or copy. You're going to take your docs folder, your music folder, your pictures folder, and probably your videos folder, and anything else that's important, you're going to direct that. With Mosey, I generally will help people to set up so at midnight, 11 o'clock at night, it automatically goes online, does its number, and just puts a little notice down in the right-hand corner and we did your backup at 11 a.m. last night or or 12.01 a.m., whatever the case may be you got set up. Carbonate does the same thing. Both of these will keep up to like five or six copies. So if you were to get infected, you could go back two days or three days. It's a just a tremendous solution. Automatic backup, pay the money for the service, and just do it right. Yeah, and there are a lot of good ones out there from time to time. Uh, we get people who call or text and say, what about Crash Plan? There's another one. That's uh, pretty decent, too. That's yeah, coming right along. There, there, There's a ton of them out there. But Mosey and Carbonite are the biggies. There are others out there that do a really good job. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it is peace of mind. And if it happens in the middle of the night, it isn't going to slow your computer down. You're probably in bed. Exactly. And if I'm not mistaken, Carbonite was the original. And Mosey was, like, right behind him. So these two have a proven track record, been around a good long while. I do know that Crash Plan is coming right along. You might want to take a look at that as well. Um, don't judge it all by money. Um, take a look at some of the testimonials. Run some searches on Google to, to learn about people's experience. The thing I notice about the net, when everything goes well, people might not post, oh, I'm happy. But when things go wrong, they're going to get on the Internet and they're going to rant. 
So it really, it's kind of been a forum for, for, and I hate to use the word complainers and whiners because I at times have been one myself, but it really, you're going to get pictures. That, and keep in mind that some people are a complainer and a whiner and they're going to complain and whine even when things are right. But you'll be able to read their testimonials and sort through who's going to be the best for you at what cost. Yeah, there are people that will complain about free beer. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Jan in Stillwater. Jan, you're on the air. Hi. I'm sorry I was driving and I couldn't write down what he said. Could you repeat that um, process for putting everything on your hard drive before you get a new computer? Yeah. Uh, your, uh, ex- external drive, I mean. Yeah. You uh, go to the old computer, your first machine. You plug in an external hard drive. And then you open up two Windows Explorers, not to be confused with Internet Explorer. And one on the left side of your screen and the other one on the right side. On the left side, you go to Drive C on your old computer, underneath Users, whatever your username, underneath that, you drill down about three levels, and you're going to see Docs, Pictures, Videos. And then over on the right side, you create a folder, Save Data, whatever, and just Right-click on what you want to copy, shade them, right-click, select copy, go, move your pointer over to the target, do one quick left, that becomes your working environment, do a right-click, a window pops open, slide down and left-click, paste, that's all there is to it. And it goes right onto the hard drive. Then you take your hard drive, plug it into the new one, and you just do the reverse. The hard drive now is going to be your source window on the left, and your target drive is going to be your actual Windows folders. Piece of cake. And if you have trouble with that, you give me a call. We can spend 10 minutes remotely, and I can show you how to do it, and you'll say, is that it? Copy and paste, is that simple? And I'm going to say, yep, that's it. And you're on your way. Then That's absolutely the best way to do it, in my opinion. All right, quick break. We have more Tech Talk coming up in a moment. Before we say goodbye for the news at 2 We'll have Doug's phone number and email here on News Radio 830 WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Final segment, Tech Talk on this Saturday, Memorial Day weekend. A lot of great calls and a lot of great texts as well. We have time to get to the text line before we say goodbye here in a few minutes. All the news and weather at 2, and then the vet is in. Ask the vet. Dr. Gene Gowski will take your calls between 2 and 3 o'clock today. So if you're having problems with that dog or cat, uh, feel free to call the program next hour. Um, here's a text. I had Crash Plan Unlimited back up for four years and love it. Plus, it's a local company, so there's there's a plug for them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I say, they're, they're coming right along. It, well worth taking a look at for absolute certain. All right, uh, here, here's a, a good one. Password does not work on a gateway small laptop with Windows 7 starter. Computer was not used for six months. What's going on? You might be able to tap on the F8 key. And get it into safe mode and just undo the password, maybe. If that doesn't work, you'd actually have to bring that machine to my house and I'd have to boot it off of a CD that I have that clears passwords. And I'm not so certain that that would even be a value if there's no data on there to save. You might want to consider just installing Linux 
and put Linux Mint or Linux Lite on there and just overwrite it and take full control of the, of the system. All right. Uh, and if you haven't used it for six months, uh, probably might be got a good data candidate. that you could live without. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do I know if update notices for Windows or Office 2013 are legitimate? Well, they better be coming in from the Windows Update channel. I don't think that there's anybody that's ever been able to actually hack the Windows Update that I know of. Um, that's, um, that, yeah, you, if, if it's coming up as a Windows Update, it's, it's going to be a Windows Update. All right. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, hopefully we'll have enough time to get into it. I'm having problems with my printer. I have an HP OfficeJet Pro Plus. And my computer is a network computer with two computers. Every week, uh, it, it's happening more often. My printer won't print and says it's offline. I don't know why it's doing this. It's never done it before. I have a Dell computer with Windows 10 that I go on the Internet with Internet Explorer. I don't know if it's related. I have actually seen this in the past with multiple computers, and it's generally it's happening because one of the computers is set as the share point and you shouldn't have it set up that way. If this printer is connected with a network cable directly to your modem or your router and has its own IP address, that should prevent this behavior. This is more, I think a failure of the windows print sharing process. Set this thing up like it's not a shared printer, and you can have it on multiple computers as individual printers because printers got buffers, and just do it the right way. And if you need some help with that, give me a holler, and we'll connect up remotely and get that squared away. All right, we've got to run, Doug, but uh, before we do, and bring you the news at 2, and then ask the vet today here on CCO, what's your phone number and email? Ah, uh, Thank you, 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com, WCCOTECH.com, 651-552-9543. All right. Uh, Doug, always great to see you. It's my pleasure. And we'll see you in a week. Okay, see you next week, Steve. All right, there he is, Doug Swinhart. Tech Talk Saturdays between 1 and 2 o'clock here on CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.